Hey everybody, welcome back to Homeschool, episode 53 of the podcast where me and Andrew Rivers uh, do some monologue jokes for a little bit with a comedian guest while they laugh or uh, heckle us or tell us we suck or leave the Zoom entirely. Uh, and uh, then we BS for a while about life, what's going on in the world in comedy, but mostly what's going on in the world in comedy because we don't have lives today. We welcome our guest, Richie Armani. Hi, everyone. How's it going? And uh, before we get started, uh, Richie's in in Seattle area doing comedy. Where do you have live dates that people can Um, perform? Let's see. Where don't I have live dates right now? I have a show at the Factory Lux in Georgetown on August 6th. I'll also be at Ozzy's Bar doing a POC show August 5th. I have the Tacoma Comedy Club brunch show on August 8th. And then I'm doing a show for Scal Beer Hall in Ballard on uh, August 9th. So I have like a full nice little thing. I'm also a producer. Uh, I do a show. I'm going to have a show at the Market Theater in Pikes Place Market on August 19th. And all of your followers can hit me up about that if they like me and they want to know things. And yeah, if they don't, yeah. they're homophobic, you know, like they just <laughs> don't support the gay community. Parlor Tricks Comedy, uh, they could follow on things and Richie Armani on things. Uh, mm-hmm. Andrew and I, we have a show Friday the 6th uh, in Kirkland, which I mean, I don't even know how to promote that right now. <laughs> Uh, we're basically sold out, but some people might cancel once they find out we have to require masks and there are no concessions. So if you're cool with that, buy tickets and show up and replace people that are going to go tyranny. And um, I am going to be, uh, doing a show at Lumen Field, uh, I guess 14th and 15th with Monica Nevy. Uh, it's that, uh, it's like, uh. Bacon and eggs and baseball or something. I don't know. It's a it's a daytime show. Should be fun. Then malt be pizza and pasta in malt be Washington, August twenty first. August is really uh, these don't sound great, but uh, <laughs> really fun. Etsy Bravo, August twenty seventh in Pullman. That should be fun. And or anything else we should know about? Nah. Yeah, it's all going to get canceled. All right. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> well, let's do the jokes. What do you say? But first, a three-second pause because I don't know how to edit things. Welcome to Homeschool 53 with Cor Michaelis and Andrew Rivers. It is the COVID of podcasts. Just when you think it went away, it comes back roaring without warning all right well i feel like i could predict it both to be honest uh we never really left just a couple weeks here and there and we took a couple weeks off of writing jokes and uh what the hell happened why what the hell happened andrew well all of our jokes were about how i couldn't get laid and then i started getting laid and uh it turns out keeping a woman satisfied is very time consuming how much are you paying her <laughs> Not enough, because she won't talk to me anymore. But uh... this uh, this uh, this show's a banger. Um, time consuming. I don't know. Usually, only takes me a few minutes. Oh well, if you're only lasting a few minutes, you're not satisfying her. Oh no, no, no. I'm really good at satisfying her, so I do it quickly. Oh, that's uh, yeah, inside of the cheek. Well, that makes sense. <laughs> Uh, hey, well, speaking of swabbing the inside of your cheek, COVID is back, and so are mask mandates in L.A. Of course, Hollywood made a shitty sequel nobody wants to see. Dude, I, no one wants that. No one wants... I fucking hate wearing masks right now. This is so dumb, but I'll do it if it means that I can keep doing comedy. You know what I'm saying? You have the best mask with the... Though, yeah. the the dangly the stuff. Yeah, Thank yeah. you. Yeah. No, I'm real hot. I try and stay hot even when my face isn't shown. <laughs> it's great. I love it. Um, yeah, shitty sequel. Nobody wants COVID 2 or Speed 2 or Jaws 2. <laughs> they all suck. Uh, COVID and the Furious uh, 97. Do you think that like the like medical companies were just like, hey, maybe we can like make a little bit more money if we have a sequel Milk. out there? 
like a little bit more out of this <laughs> sort of franchise guys like i feel like that's where they were at <laughs> Well, I mean, maybe. I mean, speaking of all these shitty sequels, though, experts are predicting this. Uh, you ready for this, Richie? Fourth COVID wave will happen around December. And uh, it feels like they're predicting it like movies. I, you know, I told you this science stuff is fake, Andrew. Where's the third COVID wave coming in, though? Like, what is that happening? I think, uh, didn't that already happen or we were one? in the middle of it? I don't know. Uh, I get lose track that's what of this it. is okay i missed the second one then like i don't know what that <laughs> where was that i don't know where any of that was I the second we, one was we uh optimistic last summer it never really left but we called yeah. it the end and then the right. <laughs> one was the winter and then yeah yeah were you guys actually yeah. quar- were you guys actually quarantining last summer because i was just like outside every day with a mask on <laughs> outside's fine uh, summer we were we were on the road. Uh, don't tell anybody. Anyway, uh, Andrew, <laughs> next joke. <laughs> Sorry. Well, how could they predict Christmas being the busiest holiday and huge get-togethers? But uh, let's save these jokes for when we're back in lockdown in December. I'm calling it now. Yeah, right. COVID is increasing in all 50 states, but the top five states are in the South. And you know what? Just like we predicted, the South is rising again. <laughs> Uh, but hey, the least vaccinated counties in America are counties Trump overwhelmingly won in the election, and they're going to experience even more loss in 2021. Oh, man. What are they going to storm? Ah, I think they're going to storm the hospitals and demand that they overturn the results of their COVID tests. Stop the heel. <laughs> Those people aren't storming the hospitals. Those are just all the dead bodies stacking up. So. Ah. <laughs> Refrigerator's not enough. Uh, <laughs> Black bags. Uh, you know, this doctor in Missouri said people are wearing costumes to get vaccinated because they didn't want their friends and family to know, which is a little stupid. They're going to find out when you're visiting them in the hospital. <laughs> well, we, uh, we're acting like it doesn't exist. We had amazing shows at the historic Everett Theater uh, a couple weeks ago. Sold 475 tickets. And only 12 people asked for their money back. Uh, my mom said she'd already heard all your jokes, Andrew, and ah. the others saw your advertisement for the show. <laughs> they were like, no, thank you. <laughs> well, shout out to 800 Pound Gorilla Records for coming through. And uh, also Lisa Wallen did a great guest set. And Todd Royce, the 300 Pound Gorilla. Oh, that's generous. <laughs> uh... <laughs> Man, it's nice to perform for people who actually want to see me, you know? Fuck, look at the ego on this guy. Does it feel... I just mean... Has it happened before, or...? Uh, <laughs> yeah, well, most of my career, I show up to a dive bar, and they turn off the World Series, and they go, hey, this guy didn't get enough validation from his father, and he's going to tell <laughs> jokes. But now we're advertising, and then the people that think I'm boring don't show up. It's It's wonderful. Yeah, the only other time that he has performed for someone who uh, wanted to see him was that cuck in Wichita. What was that guy's name? Anyway, um, <laughs> banged his wife. Yeah, sorry, I showed up after your set, by the way. <laughs> uh, well, awkward. Speaking of wanting my money back, uh, you watching any of the Olympics? Ah, yes, yes. My favorite sport is badminton. Um being an Olympian by playing badminton is kind of like being an alcoholic by drinking White Claws, you know? And uh, I'd like to be both, to be honest. Well, right. you're well on your way. Uh, it is a close race for medals. America is in the lead overall, but losing to China in the number of golds, which is more uncomfortable than a Larry Nasir physical. Oh, Michael Che rates that joke 5 out of 10. <laughs> and Andrew doesn't get the reference, but uh, probably nobody well, does. Nobody does. So, <laughs> I don't get that uh, reference. I have no man. idea what that is. Michael Che, they're trying to cancel him for like the third time in three weeks. Because he, uh, someone tweeted out a joke about Larry Nasser, and then he replied, or Instagram replied, oh, I give that joke a 9 out of 10. Like he was rating a gymnast and Larry Nasser. Do you know Larry Nasser? Maybe that is. Maybe that's the. He's. I think that might be the issue. Is he the? Is he the announcer guy for the Olympics right now? He touched the gymnasts, <laughs> unfortunately, and then got. He actually played. He was the he doctor into, for the USA yeah. Olympic team gymnastics. Oh yeah, and he, he was would, gross. Uh, that's yeah, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Okay. 
And people forget. People are for like, uh, yeah. Well, Simone Biles is having the struggles she's having that aren't uh, all that big a deal, I don't think. But anyway, they also are like not even remembering that she was <laughs> molested. Yeah, uh, molested by this guy. But all right, she should be fine. You know. Anyway. Yeah, yeah. I feel like I'd be really good at the breaststroke uh, if only someone would give me a chance. All right, Nasser. <laughs> well, same with skeet shooting. You've had lots of practice, just no targets to hit. <laughs> Socks are hard to hit, though. So. Uh, yeah, wide broadside of a barn. <laughs> barnyard, broadside of a barnyard animal. Uh, yeah, I've been trying. I, I lower my standards even, you know, like uh, I'm... I, I, uh, I, uh, uh, I'm pretty liberal, but if a, if a girl backs the blue, you know, at least that lets me know she's cool with handcuffs in the bedroom. Oh, wrong yeah, side. Put those down. <laughs> <laughs> well, speaking of them cops, America wins the gold in shooting and, uh, it's a huge surprise. What a surprise. Yeah. Let me guess. Kenya won the marathon. Oh, wow. Is that an offensive joke? I don't, I don't think so, but uh, that's the great thing about having a podcast nobody listens to. We can say whatever we want. We just have to hope we don't get on SNL. No fear of consequences here. Okay, good to know. I love it, guys. <laughs> Thanks for inviting me. Well, and we've we've both seen Andrew's act, so he's got uh, quite a while to be safe from being on SNL. So. Oh, boy. Well... Here's a terrible joke. A uh, thousand <laughs> shootings in America this week with over 400 people dead. Lots of hopeful Olympians out there. We see you. <laughs> We're going to have a competitive team next year. I believe it. <laughs> uh, well, hopefully, yeah, if they're, uh, you know, if they're white, they'll be released in four years for the Olympics. So. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of all these shootings. <laughs> Our That's guest good. today will someday <laughs> be the most famous Armani. Uh, but oh, hopefully thank you. you. Hopefully you'll die differently than Giorgio. Um, I don't even know if Andrew or any. I don't know. He got shot. And I get it. I've been <laughs> hoping to be the most famous Corey for a while. Corey Haim died in the 80s, right? Corey and Topanga. They were fictional in the 90s. and that kid, But then that kid from Glee came along. His name was Corey Young and talented and hot. So I don't yeah, know who so, that is. So you're more yeah. famous to me than that kid is. I don't know who uh, that is. Well, Finn, Corey doesn't stand Finn. a chance if this guy is hot and talented. So yeah, well, Corey, Corey, you could get hot too if you just like you know, <laughs> like exercised and. I like dieted. that you don't say he could get talented. You, know? <laughs> you could, but yeah, you could get talented too. Like, but you well, you let's are. not get crazy. Like, you know? <laughs> But if you want to work on being hot, we can work on that together this month because that's my goal. <laughs> awesome. I'm into it. Uh, well, it's good news for you guys is I don't know that I have to get any of those things because uh, that kid from Glee OD'd. So I'm back in the game. I don't even need to. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, yeah, Richie Armani is our guest this week. Woo-wee. Pretty excited to be here, guys. Yes, you did it. You got you it. You guys have a whole audience. <laughs> I love it. Uh, that sounds, That's what uh, they see. That's what they say at my shows. Oh, you have a little audience. Oh. <laughs> How cute. Oh, cute. For Speaking of a little skip. audience, Corey, uh, four uh, basically sold out. Uh, well, two probably sellouts and two probably late shows. Yeah, you know, it was, laughs. Uh, there was talk of it being limited capacity because someone quit, not because of any <laughs> COVID restrictions. They heard you were coming and they were like, I can't be here for this. Yeah, there was a server that was like, I can't spend four shows walking through this. But they had a full staff, the, bit, the most staff I've ever seen at that club, honestly. Yeah, no the, kidding. The most staff I've ever seen there. Like, yeah, I was like, oh, you guys are just like really prepared now, aren't you? It's great. They had a bar back. I mean, usually Angela's slanging drinks and mm -hmm. running around. Usually the closest the they get to that is me going bareback. <laughs> hey oh. <laughs> With a bear. Um, that's his type. Um, yeah, it was great. It was really fun. And um, they were out of town, which, uh, you, you know, was a little bit worrisome. But they hired some good people. And they just, it was ran smooth birunji is great he said i was supposed to help with the door 
all weekend, but they didn't even need me. I was just I was just in the way, so I just got out of the way and um yeah, I mean the only uh, the only thing is the website <laughs> the ticketing website was down for like half the day on Saturday and so the the woman who run, runs the front, she's great. I thought I kept saying how great everybody was and then she just seemed a little put off by me, but whatever, you know, people are working and not, they don't need to pat me on the back or say anything. But uh, at one point I go, oh, yeah, you might have a lot of walk-ups today because, uh, unfortunately, the website was down the first half of the day, uh, the ticketing website. And then I got the sense that maybe that was her responsibility because <laughs> she got, like, kind of <laughs> mildly defensive. Not to me, but, like, the bartender was like, oh, no, and, like, looked at her. And she's like, well, it was fine. It wasn't actually down. It was just – and I was like, ah, shit. Now she already hates me, and I – I feel like her, but uh, you know whatever. What are you gonna do? I've met her several times, and every time I'm just like, oh, I'm so awkward. Like I don't know how to talk to you. Okay, well, I hope she doesn't listen to this. Like, yeah, so don't feel bad. She might just be an awkward Andy. That could be true, and uh, she's and her name's uh, well, I won't say her name, but uh, yeah, that would. She's very nice. Uh, She didn't say anything or do anything that wasn't cool. I just felt awkward and. And, uh, and then I was like, oh, now I offended her on top of it. But uh, nobody's – I just assumed it was Dave and Angela's fault. I mean, that makes the most sense to me. So. <laughs> that tracks, in my opinion. That tracks. Uh, they don't listen to this, right? Nah. Yeah. Um, so you guys, Andrew, came out. New stuff was killing. That was fun to watch. Oh. I uh, loved it. Uh, yes, getting there. There's a couple uh, couple, couple bits in there. Uh, my favorite part of the weekend was uh, Gabe showing up. Oh, yeah. Um, Gabe Rutledge kind of came out, uh, I think it was Saturday in between shows. Um, probably looking for a guest spot. And, <laughs> well, he was like actively saying like, nah, I don't, I don't need to set. I don't need to like, set. <laughs> like before anyone even asks, he just walks in. Yeah. I'm okay, guys. You don't yeah, have yeah. to ask me. It's fine. <laughs> He's like, Look, I don't really, no I pictures, don't really want to. Like... Yeah. But well, it was, was funny. He came to just hang out kind of. Yeah, and uh, in between shows, and we're as good to say hi and catch up. And he just came from like a shitty gig and wanted to wash the feeling of sadness off of himself. And then, <laughs> you know, you could see him kind of walking around, going like, "Cool, yeah, comedy, you know, this is cool." And then, as soon as the music started playing to intro everybody, he looked at me and he goes, "I just remember I hate watching comedy." And then he just <laughs> goes, "I gotta leave." And then he left before the show started. Yeah, I was uh, good news, bad news. Bad news is I was uh, busy selling stuff and talking to people in between shows. Because uh, so I, I mean, that's good news, but I meant I didn't get to get chat with him. But then, um, yeah, and then Rich, you came out and did a killed too late show Saturday. Oh, stop uh, we me. We were talking about it. We were okay. So Andrew, you tell me your position on this. Um, so Doggy. I told Richie, I I was like, that's a great tape because he got it on on video. And he goes, "Ah, I'm bummed because I'd already sent in my Seattle International Comedy Competition uh, submission tape and full submission. And I go, oh, just reach out to Peter and say, I got another tape. Can I replace it? And uh, yeah, why not? What's the worst that happens? He says no. Yeah. I literally have no idea how to use the first first festival thing that I've ever applied to, so I don't know how any of this works. I'm very new. I've only been doing comedy for 90 days, so and I'm already killing it. Wait, is that true? No. Oh my god. Oh, no. What the hell? I was like, no. wait, what? <laughs> no, I've been in the. I've been doing this for like a year and a half, not counting COVID. Got but it. But I am. I feel very talented for my tenure. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, ninety day uh, fiance. Beyonce. I don't know, there's a joke there, but uh, <laughs> so well. He's married the to the game. We say so. Peter is such a consumer of comedy and art that he he's a different breed. So don't take this advice for every festival you you apply for. But yeah, I think your instinct is right to be like, send him another video. I don't know about that. But I, I just happen to know Peter well enough to know that he will reply to you and uh, tell you honestly whether or not he wants you to send it. Or he may not have even watched your first one yet, you know, because of. I doubt that. he did. I literally no. just admitted it the other day. Yeah, and he's got San Francisco. He still has to. Um, 
San Francisco comes first, and he has to uh, book that one out. So he he probably hasn't even touched Seattle ones yet. So I'd reach if I'd friend him on Facebook. Uh, I would and I would uh, send him a message and say, "Hey, uh, you can." I'm a if I'm a piece of shit for asking this, uh, <laughs> Corey told me to. I will put both of your names on there and yeah. just be like, they said, these seasoned comedians said, I know, I'm kidding. Look, <laughs> he doesn't like me right now, so, uh, oh, you know. yeah, don't mention Andrew. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> That's right. I'll be like that yeah, famous Corey from Glee who OD'd told me. <laughs> yeah, to... yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, I don't, should we tell the story? Nah, we don't need to tell the story why Peter doesn't like, like your. Oh, I, I just but... posted a. Uh, you know, it was, uh, well, well, it was a radicalizing time for everybody. And, uh, you posed a question. I, I shouldn't a... have posted any, I should have just kept it off of social media, but, uh, what did you, know, you say? I was just defending, uh, Kyle Rittenhouse, I guess. I don't even know the drama with that. Uh, this is a guy who, uh, in Wisconsin, uh, was at the rally and had a gun and people tried to kill him. And so he shot people and it's a whole mess that, uh, is not that important, but that young kid that shot people in Wisconsin. Oh, that little twat. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 Well, Andrew didn't like go all in. He just, I just was, you know. Asking I, questions and going, just hey, trying to yeah. get the facts correct. And, uh, you know, <laughs> I felt he was within his right to defend himself. I think it was stupid of him to bring a gun there. I don't think he should have been there in the first place. I think he's an idiot for going there and uh, made bad judgments. But once you're there and people try to attack you, uh, shoot him. I, yeah. And then it turns out the guy, one of the guys he killed was a sex offender and just got out of jail two days earlier. And so all these people are like, harmless guy was just trying to have a conversation with him. And it's like, no, he was chasing him. And then a gun went off and then he thought maybe that guy had the gun and then he shot him and then he tried to turn himself in and the police didn't care because he's white. And then people are <laughs> mad at this guy. So, you know. All I all my point was that if people are calling when people use words like murderer and this guy did this on purpose, I'm like, well, now he's going to if you start charging him with murder, he's going to be innocent and then they're going to riot again. And then this whole cycle repeats. So if we get our facts straight from the beginning and say, hey, maybe, you know, yeah, whatever, a lesser degree or whatever. Yeah, some kind of thing. Uh, bringing a gun across state lines absolutely whatever whatever but yeah, you know he whatever. didn't he didn't go there to murder people which is what facebook would have you believe but i i also am not that passionate about it and you know i'm not passionate enough to share my opinion about it too because yeah. i'll just agree to disagree on a lot of that andrew right. yeah yeah well, and then Peter, so Peter wasn't happy with Andrew for posting about that. So they're not buddies. But Peter still likes me, so you can send him a message. And say, <laughs> I forgot that that's how this all came about. What's Peter's last name? Yeah, yeah, exactly. It's such a random. That's why I was like, where, where are we going into it? But also, yeah, okay, he gave you the option. Uh, I know, I know. And, uh, <laughs> you chose. So, uh, yeah. So anyway, um, but yeah, I think what was, it was a really good set was my overall point. And I Thank felt you. like... <laughs> It did well in the room, and that was the later. I'm gonna agree to disagree on that, um, <laughs> I, but I'm just gonna keep quiet because I don't want to cause uh, any problems. Uh, about it, yeah. but, uh, here's what I'll tell you about the Seattle International Comedy Competition. Uh, um, you know, just have, you know, he'll he'll make you wait a while, so mm -hmm. um, unless. Uh, Again, I saw a killer set could totally compete throughout the first couple rounds. I don't know how much time you have. That's why I say that. I have I'm about gonna... like 20 to 25 minutes. Yeah. So a little harder in the later rounds, whatever. But he'll just make people, he makes people wait and you, you get frustrated and then you go, and then you finally get in and you go, oh, okay. I wasn't ready. Yeah, he's right. I wasn't ready. And uh, he's, he's pretty good at it. And he knows, he just kind of knows he wants you to do well. And, so uh, pretty cool though my venue 
is if we can reopen is uh is a venue that where we do the first round and we get 125 people every year and it just is rocking and crazy and ah what's man. the what's the venue well we it's emery's on silver lake it's in everett it's a bistro and bar that's just kind of uh kind of one of those places fancy food and nice and right on the lake beautiful and um they do care they don't do karaoke they do like uh, trivia and um bingo and live bands on fridays and then my show on once a month on sundays so we're not we're i've done it for nine years and we're shut down right now because they don't have enough staff um tired of everyone not having enough staff for things yeah i want things to come back i want to go out well now it's about to like tire like Ugh, let's not get to let's be optimistic but they may end up being nervous I, about bringing back live things because of uh you know danger it might be required to who, who knows but anyway i'm like we just have trying full to audience laughs is great even when it's like laughs is so good even when that just the way the room's set up is so cool because the the way the tiers are set mm -hmm. up you can have that top tier with nobody in it and it feels full which is basically what we had and the video looks great because it looks like it's full and uh they're you know people are responsive and yeah great set yeah i listened to the tape and i was like oh the laughs like actually sound like really good on this like right. this is nice and i didn't yeah. step on any of the laughs like which is sometimes my problem when i do time because they're just like let's just get through as much fucking material as we can sure yeah especially if you're doing well right uh, yeah, yeah we met uh we met andrew was like how do you know this uh, richie fella and i go ah we met uh doing show at tacoma comedy club kind of andrew my mine home club with uh mr d joe who i don't need to out his personal stuff but i saw something posted just a little while, a bit ago i'm very I saw that too, and i'm ah, very concerned yeah i'm worried about him well just the whole he said he seems to be fine but the canceling of gigs that seems like a real bummer and uh andrew and i uh got reduced capacity on friday so is that because of covid was that why like there was like did someone was there like an outbreak in that area i was curious about that so it's just the venue them, but yeah, yeah go ahead yeah they just kind of called me out and i mean once the cdc said uh, mask indoors recommended and all that stuff uh they just called me up um and they said we're gonna follow the guidance even though it's not required and i was like i mean i get it the guidance mm -hmm. is guidance for a reason but uh also fucking cock sucking <laughs> assholes over here um so we rent the like venue cock, Andrew, so yeah 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 well that's you know insult <laughs> hey you know hit up these people in kirkland uh <laughs> but uh yeah i don't know they just call me up and they're nervous and they you know the the owner the venues had several vaccinated people get covid now and so they just want to do masks indoors and no concessions and it's a 400 seat theater and we had already sold it? 200 of, of those tickets uh, up until last week. And so they wanted to reduce capacity to 140. And I was like, well, I can't. That's just not. No. Like, you know, so the big prohibitive thing is it's a very expensive venue to rent. There, you know, some some venues will give you a deal in terms of like percentage of door tickets or percentage of of you know income or whatever but these guys wanted a specific amount and so you know I was trying to talk them down from that because we're barely at a break-even point with half the room full mm -hmm. and uh so they ended up knocking about 300 bucks off of the rental which is uh, fine. I mean, it's enough, but now it just pays like a bar gig instead of what would have been like a theater gig. And <sighs> I uh, already spent some of that money. So um, uh, I'll be fine, but I'm just like, you know. Rough ski McGee. Did you guys end up talking them into like not doing down to 140 people? Did you guys get all 200 in? 
yeah so we got 200 and we sent out emails i was like asking for leeway because i was like look even if we get 225 some people are going to show up and leave and be pissed off because they didn't read the email Mm -hmm. some people are gonna just not show up in general because that's just every show you imagine 10 percent just is a no-show rate and so they're like well we can give you 206 and i'm like all right well whatever i'm gonna we're running the door also so it's a little bit of like i think i'm gonna get to like 215 if we can and then kind of hope that no one else shows up and um but i i don't know anything at this point it's just like it's a break even kind of a gig because of you know the advertising money we spent and all this stuff so um luckily you know we kind of we shut off our ads as soon as they made the phone call and uh you know we we they weren't gonna give us any break on the rental because they were like well we still have to open and do all the stuff and i'm like but i'm paying to rent a 400 seat venue that mm-hmm. i can only use half of um anyway they seem reasonable but yeah, yeah there's no like, concessions that's the big thing but then they're like but we're not making money off concessions either and you're like well okay but- do you guys normally feel like you make money renting out a venue rather than like working out a deal with them because like all of the shows that i produce i don't rent out the venue like me and my team we don't rent it out we just have a deal with them where we can be here and like we're gonna bring people we'll sell tickets and like that's kind of how we do it but do you feel like renting is a little bit less pressure it's a bigger risk reward is the thing is that what it is okay yeah the idea is that if you if you feel confident in your ability to sell tickets then you should just pay them a flat fee but if you want them to sell tickets then then you should give them it's kind of like the club like when a comedy club offers you a door deal, you know, if they're saying we'll give you 80% of ticket sales, that means they don't believe that you can sell tickets or they want you to prove that you can sell tickets. Basically, if the if the club is giving you 500 bucks for a weekend of shows, they're going, you're not going to sell anything. We're just bringing you in to entertain the people that we bring in and we'll make the money, majority of the money. But if mm-hmm. you can sell tickets, then you can theoretically you can negotiate a better deal with anybody because you're bringing the audience i toured this guy steve hofstetter and he'll literally sell tickets without a venue he'll just say atlanta georgia soon someday on this date venue to be determined later and then like sometimes within two weeks of the show he'll be like we're moving it to friday and uh it's gonna be at this venue and then people still show up and I don't know how well that works, but I'm not that confident in my ability yet. I was just about to say that is some big dick energy. Good for him. Good for him. But he knows that he can pull that off. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. But like if we rewind just a little bit, because what we're doing is a little different than like producing a show, too, because we're selling ourselves as opposed to a show. So like. Emery's like my, my monthly show is a little bit more probably of a, a, it's more similar to what you're doing probably than what we're doing right now with these little theater things. So I always say to people, cause there's all sorts of people who are like, I just need to find a bar and, and ask him for 300 bucks and I'll do a show for him. And I am like, to me, that's like kind of not crazy, but like, no, 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 no. Bet on yourself. Uh, bet on your ability to market the show. Bet on your ability to book a really good show, and tr- and just keep going. There's a there's a million. I know it's different now than it has been in the past, but there's thousands of venues out there. Go find a place that already has people coming to it every night of the week. Don't go somewhere that's like, yeah, we don't get anybody on Tuesdays, so it's yours. Um, or we don't get anybody any night of the week. We're a shitty business and we don't do a very good job. Like, right. go ahead, have whatever night you want. You're like, ah, that's not good. Go somewhere that's already good. Pick an off night if you need to. So, like, I do Sundays because at 8.30 on Sundays, there's nobody at the venue that I do my show. Mm-hmm. And then I negotiated 
just because they didn't know any better, or I didn't know any better, or whatever, that I get a hundred percent of the ticket sales at the door. And they, damn, and they used to give me ten percent of bar sales. That's a really good deal. Yeah, they did. I don't think they knew what they were doing, but I didn't either. And I got lucky. But I also just was like, the very first show we did was at a venue that got that closed, and we mm-hmm. sold two hundred and fifty tickets. And then the second month there, we sold 150. So I was like, okay, that's a, I, I think we can go 125 going forward. And then they closed, go to a new venue, and they're like, we can only fit like 125. And I was like, well, pretty sure I can get 100 a month at 8.30 on a Sunday when you would have 10 people here at 8.30 on a Sunday. Mm-hmm. 8.30 is when Sunday night football ends. So even during football season, nobody's going to be there at 8.30. And so they were like, all right. I go, I'll just take all the ticket sales. I'll sell the tickets myself. Then I have control I have control over the t- – that's really important, having control over the tickets, giving out free ones. It's all your – you don't have to, like, check with them and go, hey, can I give out some comps? Hey, can I give out a discount? It's all me. And then what ended up happening is they just – because we did – I think we did 10% or $250, whichever is lower, which doesn't really make sense. But uh, so they just eventually just start writing me a check for two fifty instead of trying to like do the math mm-hmm. on like well what time when do we start counting the ten percent like at seven thirty or seven yeah or yeah, yeah that that feels like a lot of extra and I didn't want them having to do any extra work so I just was like yep just give me a check for two fifty every month and then yeah so but I think. They're a good business, so they are like not desperate. They're not like, and so Maltby too. The guys like, we have this new patio, and we have this outdoor space, and we we don't really have people out there very often. And I'm like, all right, well, I can do 120 people here on a Saturday night at 8:30. And he's like, great, you can have all the ticket sales. I don't care. You're bringing 125 people in. So now, can you get that many people? Is you know that it's, that's hard, but we've learned how to. We've kind of learned how to do it. How long have you guys been doing shows now together? We've been doing like the booking of the small rock venues or theaters for basically the, the end of 2019, beginning of 2020, and Andrew okay. by himself before that a little bit and me yeah i didn't i he did a little more risky i did like local that i knew like i already had a handful of people that would come um but then we Um, did like honolulu i think that kind of changed things for Corey is once we did hawaii right and we kind of broke even on uh travel and you know luckily we had a place to stay for a week with a friend so that's Mm -hmm. the biggest problem out there is finding a a decent place to stay for less than eight thousand dollars but yeah oh my god but that was like the beginning of february oh so it was like right when shit was about to hit yeah yeah and so we were making plans (laughs) i had already done like i did like mobile alabama and like i was just looking for cities that don't have comedy clubs that are Mm -hmm. like still did you know pretty good sized cities and so that i'd be the only game in town and you know i called it like the eagles cover band tour and uh but then you know shit like my last one was like a week before everything shut down so i got really lucky because i was going to victoria canada and um i kept hearing about covid and all this stuff and i even made a joke at the beginning of the show like hey you guys don't care there's a homeless guy puking up his lungs on the street out there and they all laughed and and during the meet and greet, I was like hearing, you know, even like during the show, I could hear people coughing and I'm like, hmm, this seems not good. When, when you and, guys, like when it first happened, were you guys like noticing declines in like ticket sales and audience attendance? Like, cause I remember, really, here, I don't think anyone knew, you know? Well, I just remember here, like the week or two prior before shutdown, going to like all the open mics here, I was like, oh, like 
the audience is small. And then someone was like, yeah, that COVID. I was like, that's all the way in China. And they were like, uh, no, it's not. Like, it's here right now. Right and I just remember being like, oh, shit. Like, I remember being in the back of Club Comedy and someone being like, it's in Seattle. Like, we need to worry about it. And I was like, ah, fuck it. I'm just going to do comedy. And like, yeah, it was insane. Like, watching, like, the decline go down. And then it was like, yeah. that weekend, they were like, okay, everyone, shelter in place or whatever the hell they said. And I was like, this is bullshit. And then I remember, like, it got, like, that two-week period where it was like, okay, like, the purge is going to start soon because no one has groceries anymore and toilet paper. And that's when I was like, oh, this is fucking serious. Like, yeah, we didn't yeah. comedy for 16 months. I Weird. taught, I was substitute teaching during that time. And I had, like, a kind of a long-term, not long-term, but a, a gig that I was going to uh, several days a week. And uh, special needs classroom where the teacher was pregnant, and that's a the group of uh, teachers, especially those that are paraeducators, which is like the s- support staff who mm-hmm. happen to be women, are very gloom and doom a lot of the time. So they were just like, "Oh my god, this is gonna." I was like, "This is gonna be fine. Just <laughs> settle down." maybe we'll close for a couple weeks and we'll be back it's gonna be <laughs> so hilarious how wrong i was and well we speaking of this kirkland theater yeah, right, Corey and i work. put a deposit down for july last year at this theater which is a two thousand dollar deposit and uh we were worried the whole time that everything was going to open in the middle of june and we're going to have like two weeks to actually promote the gig and we weren't gonna they weren't gonna give us a they wouldn't give us a deposit back at first they were like well the shelter in place orders only three weeks or whatever and it's gonna end by july and we're sitting there like fuck we're gonna be so fucked we're we're gonna get this under control and uh it's gonna be over in a few weeks and we're gonna have no time luckily the government fucked everything up and uh But yeah, I kept like looking back. in the contract and I was like, it says pandemic in the contract. You're supposed Does to. Actually? Yeah. yeah, yeah. But then it was like, well, it's not officially canceled yet. And I'm like, it's just fuck you. Can we all just. <laughs> and they were like, we, we can give you a, a $500 processing fee and then we can give you everything else back. And I was like, no, <laughs> just so like we just had thing. to wait. Just on like the subject of contracts, this like funny thing yes. came up in like my work chat not that long ago. I think it was my work chat. Someone, I heard it somewhere, but like our contracts at my job have a zombie apocalypse clause in there. Like, like literally it is in a legal contract where it says like, should a virus break out where like, you know, people are consuming the flesh of others or something like that. They don't say <laughs> zombie, but they say something of like global pandemic where humans tend or eating other people like we are not liable for x y or z or whatever and i was like wow they just really thought of everything here didn't they like yeah <laughs> covering the bases yeah uh, even in our current contract i was looking at it and it and it says like capacity is 400 but we reserve the right to change that depending on health guidelines and i'm like you fuckers knew this was coming and you fucked me and yeah. yeah So I think the point is just don't book this fucking theater because every time we do something terrible happens. I also think that the, you know, for what we're so that, you know, what I was talking about earlier was sort of like, hey, if you're running a weekly or a monthly thing, work to try and get whatever, all the tickets. Um, And I wouldn't rent a space for that ever. For what we're doing, I mean, if you can get an inexpensive rental fee, which some of them are, by all means, like. Yeah. North Bend was only a few hundred bucks. Yeah. And I mean, the uh, one that I'd miss is the Bellingham Theater was like, mm-hmm. they go 300 bucks to rent it. It's 110 seats. And uh, it's an improv theater. So they used to have Already comedy. Comedy, yeah. And so, like, and Bellingham, there's no comedy club. It's a big city with a huge college oh, there. Down, yeah. So that was the first theater I sold out and I made two grand and then the very next night i sold like 40 tickets in portland and lost all two grand that i made because i was 
just kept dumping money into it because I was like, why isn't it selling? I don't know what's happening. Yeah, yeah. Portland has two comedy clubs plus a bunch right. of comedy rooms plus, you know, whatever. And there was a big uh, gay festival going on that weekend. So the gays yeah. get all the attention. Whatever's happening. Tell you what. Like we we will go ahead and just be like, oh, that's ours now. We'll take that. That audience, that's ours now. <laughs> I was in uh, San Francisco during Pride Week. Actually, that was a pretty, uh, pretty uh, insane. Uh... Did you get to try new things? I always tell my straight friends to just try being gay. It's so, it's so much easier. It's so great. Like I have all of my guy friends are straight guys, and like we compare notes on like how easy it is to get laid, and like it is so quick. I, I mean, I could literally hop off this call and get laid within the hour if I wanted to. I if I switch teams, I I'd be pretty popular. I assume uh, from the number of messages in my uh, Instagram DM. But um, speaking of which, uh, I got a phone number after after a show this weekend, oh. and uh, so uh, not that hard for me. All right, <laughs> no. but uh, it's kind of funny because I was in the merch. I was doing merch, and these girls kind of came up. And uh, what was that, Corey? Uh, it's uh, I got some work. Oh, house and, I see. Uh, yeah, yeah. Okay. Door is loud, but it doesn't matter. It's fine. Um, I wasn't doing that. I was like, what? <laughs> That's like appropriation. A, uh, like a rude. Five-year-old dad, like. That's what my dad would do. Like, that's how he signals gay to me. He's like the sweet progressive guy, but he just doesn't. And he's like, you know. And I'm like, that's we don't do that anymore. <laughs> Right. Uh, that's like a TikTok trend right now. Is, uh, that is, is the TikTok trend. Yeah, yeah it's pretty fun. Shit, maybe your dad's just hip and on TikTok. You know, yeah, who knows? Maybe I'm <laughs> looking Wait, at so did you call? Did you call this young lady? Well, yeah, we're texting right now. Oh, I set up oh. a date, but uh, which show was this after? Tacoma. Yeah, it's Sunday night, last show. Okay. It's the only show I felt like I did good at, which is a whole other thing. But the other shows were like Saturday at 4 p.m. and Sunday at 2 and 5. And so Rich finally, like, the... this is cute. You got one number in six shows on a week. Yeah, 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 oh. exactly. But yeah. um... <laughs> I mean, not to brag, but I did I did a weekend Please. at TCC just hosting. Nothing special. Yeah. I'm nobody. And uh, it was like a primarily like gay audience. Like there was a lot of dudes there and like, the amount of like DMs that I got after the shows, I was like, this is great. I love my life. Like, <laughs> well, puppies are the best. Yeah, I set up an OnlyFans actually, but we get we I get a lot of messages on there, and I uh, I've sold yeah. a few pictures. How to do some, you like uh, your OnlyFans? Are you like doing doing well? What did you do? Full nudity? I just have it free, and then I just have a picture of me naked with a mask over my dick, and uh, I go mask okay, so up. You don't show your and then TV. no, but if people want to message me, I'm happy to sell them. Uh, not currently selling, but I have sold some some videos and some photos to some people. But uh, it's you. more of like a reserve. Uh, you know, break the glass in case of emergency. Uh, <laughs> need some need some money here, but uh, things same are fine guy, right now. Same person. We don't know if it's a guy. I assume it's a guy. Yeah, I'm assuming. Me. and he just keeps upping the total. So I'm waiting it out, you know. He yeah, yeah. 100, 150. Now he's at two. Someone's asking you for dick pics, Corey. Mm -hmm. Same guy, person. Andrew. Yeah. Same account. Good for you guys. Good for you guys. I wanted to make an OnlyFans so bad this year, but I was just like, ah. Like I was talking to people who do it, and they're like, you would be, like, it's like a full time job if you expect to like make real money doing OnlyFans. Oh, yeah. Sure. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. We just, we just have. I, per, I have it. Well, you have to have one to view them. So. I mean, <laughs> who's do you yeah. follow anyone famous on OnlyFans or is it kind of just like random Instagram girls? I stop. I follow Andrew and nobody else right now. But I, <laughs> I have a podcast where I interview strippers. So I'll follow for one month mm -hmm. someone that I interview just to be supportive and then turn it off. <laughs> six bucks. I'm not gonna pay bucks. nine ninety nine for this bullshit. Yeah. Well, I don't even. I, I don't. I don't even look. Really, it's a little bit. Yeah, it's an interesting thing because I have to be careful about like it seeming like I do the podcast interview strippers for the purpose of getting to know strippers, <laughs> right? Fuck strippers or whatever. You know, like, mm -hmm. that's not a good look. And so, 
uh it's, it's all a great there. idea actually let me start a stripper <laughs> podcast <laughs> It's all on the up and up, and it's all like uh, professional and handshakes and DMs that are the most professional you'd ever see. Anyway, so sup, slut? Come get in my in my hotel room and let's talk about it. But there's some porn star, like so. That's interesting because there's some porn stars on there, and it's like the amount that they're asking for is interesting, yep. given that you can get it for free. But it's more personal. It's very interesting. Some people have different. It's it's interesting to watch the different approaches business wise. But I just have two posts that are ones my that are just both of our podcasts. That's all I've ever. And then a profile picture and a cover photo that are just funny. Okay. Um, like one I had. Yeah. Uh picture huh. i posted forever it was like the most popular picture i'd ever had on instagram and then i deleted it like an idiot because i was doing college gigs but you can archive instagram posts and then bring them back i didn't know that. yeah so i deleted it and it was just me in a robe pouring vodka and a glass that says i heart vagina with a pixelated pixelated over my dick and then it just said substitute teaching day one they didn't need me or something like that and then I thought it was fun and funny, and then uh, all of my posts where there's any nudity on Instagram or any funny nudity get tons of likes and uh, the same amount of unfollows. <laughs> I mean, like, yeah, that sex sells. Like, that's the true story. Like, all get, of my I don't like... get follows. I get unfollows with lots, lots of likes. So it's like a whole. It's like eh. anyway. But yeah, <laughs> sex does sell. All of my like thirst trap ones back when I my body was looking the way that I wanted it to like that's where I got all of the attention, you know. But I mean, no one apparently cares about me when my clothes are on or when I have a mic in my hand. No one gives a shit. So switch it to a penis in your hand and then they'll like it. That's probably what I just need to do. I'll just start an OnlyFans. I'll just tell jokes into a penis, and then maybe I'll get picked up. <laughs> Andrew, so this okay. So we've interrupted this story several times. Is there a, oh just texting or what's happening? Yeah, well, I um, you know, in the corner of my eye, saw a kind of cute blonde girl, and I was like, well, I hope she uh, tracks me down later. And then her friend comes up while I'm still selling T-shirts and goes, hands me a phone and goes, she wants your number, and I go, oh, okay, cool. Type it in, leave, and then. Uh, and then the next day I, she sent me a text and I go, Oh, Hey, send me a photo. So, uh, you know, I have something in my phone, but also I forget what you look like kind of, <laughs> and, uh, and, uh, and she calls me out on it. She's like, Oh, you don't remember who I am. And I'm like, no, I remember the hot blonde girl. And she's like, I have red hair. And I'm like, uh, I don't think so, we but strawberry, come on. strawberry blonde. Yeah, yeah, but she goes, just kidding, fucking with you. And I go, oh, okay. Good. I go, well, I I was looking at your tits the whole time, so I wouldn't remember. You send me a picture of your tits, I'll remember those. And uh, I was kind of hoping she would be like, fuck you, and then not talk to me, and then and then I get off with it. But uh, but then she did send me the photo that we took that night, and then I was like, ah, yeah, probably. Uh, She's cute, but uh, probably wouldn't have uh, gone through with the whole thing if I had more time to think about the, each decision. But whatever, we're going to go out for drinks Wednesday. And, uh, you know, the good news is I leave in two weeks for tour, so I get to use that as an excuse every time I don't want to see anyone anyway. So <laughs> I'll be gone nice. for like a month, and then I'll be like, hey, I would, but this fucking tour, you know? It's, uh, like uh, Corey made me sign a contract that I said I wouldn't have sex and, uh... for the podcast. So we can... Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, we can keep writing jokes. So Richie, it's uh, I am curious because um, there seems to be a common theme with uh, gay fellows that I interact with or see on Instagram. It's just very a uh, lot of lot of they're very forward. It seems very. Oh, forward. we cut right to the chase. Not yeah, right. absolutely. Yeah, one hundred percent. I, I mean, what's your question? Is, is well, better? Attribute, okay, so that's first. That was the first question. Is is that uh, do you is that what your experience is? And then the second one is, what do you attribute it to? Because I, I I have my theories, and I don't know. I, they're all based on nothing. Yours. I, mean, I can I can literally write a whole paper about this, but I think that like the right. whole the skinny version is that like we can just boil this down to the fact that like we are men. Like men 
it's we all know what guys want of course 100 percent. but i also think that like there is like a level of like we were so many of us were so suppressed as like young teenagers like we couldn't do the same things that our heterosexual counterparts could do that like we as soon as we could try to relive a lot of those experiences um i think for me personally i'm like kind of in this weird space where it's like I don't necessarily like want to like hook up all the time I am because like it's just so easy like but I don't it it's so easy to the point where it's like sometimes I feel like dating is almost like a chore like I went on a date not that long ago and I was like this is a lot of work for something that I could get very quickly elsewhere and I think that that's kind of a problem to be honest like not necessarily that I'm like looking to date someone by any means right now, but like I am just like, oh, why would I go on a date if like I am just like at the end of the day looking to get laid? Not to say that like, I don't know, I'm not a scumbag, right? Like I'm very nice to the guys that I like sleep with and I make it very clear. We're not going to date. You'll probably never see me again, which would be right, nice right. actually, which would be preferred. <laughs> like, right. Um, so does that help like, answer your question a little? <laughs> yeah, it's like a combination of like, um just that you're guys and then also that you're like like almost like a pastor's kid you know like they go wild in college a lot of times because they've been repressed and they've been you know so they party and drink and mm -hmm. go wild i also think because... that there's like a power dynamic to it i in like the gay world i don't think it's like a secret that like attractiveness is currency like your ability to be attractive and your ability to like get laid is like the currency and i think that there's like a power there to it like you feel good knowing that you're wanted um and like it's just go for it if you can i think i wouldn't say that like all gay men are just like promiscuous but i do think that like a lot of city gays are like i think that like we i think we have way more sex than like most of us are willing to admit i mean i'll tell you guys like i jokingly made a joke at the beginning of summer that i was gonna see I was going to sleep with like 50 different men and I haven't been trying like terribly hard, but I only have like 26 more to go. So. Got it. Got it. Well, with, I would, uh, yeah. yeah, you got uh, four months to, to kill it. <laughs> That's a long summer, but uh, <laughs> you say during the summer or during the rest of the year, it doesn't matter. I said, I said summer. So I told myself oh, okay. to do June, to September, but I did have a soft opening at the end of May <laughs> where I slept with I love six a soft guys. open. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I slept with six guys in the first week of May. And I was like, yeah, well, to be fair, there was like a three-way yeah. in there. Yeah. So it was like, so like, it's not like I was busy every night of the week. You know what I'm saying? Like I was, sure. yeah, I had, I had a couple days. days of rest in there. Oh, that's the thing for me too is like i made the joke like it's so time consuming like i don't understand how everyone does this and then just like never text someone never has a conversation again and the, and then like i'm like i gotta write i gotta be alone i gotta think my i gotta think about killing myself eight times a day. Like, i don't know how people get anything done yeah i had so when i became single this story has been told but not on the podcast probably but i uh you know married the high school sweetheart got a divorce so at 33 she was the only person i'd slept with and i was like i don't know what i'm doing and I, this is gonna be difficult and i have no idea and but it'll be fun trying and then the first six months um i slept with 80 women and uh and uh was like all right i gotta i gotta stop and then dated someone exclusively for about six months and that was bef that was no apps that was just uh ah, that was just road comedy mostly but uh um, okay and all that's these good to know and a lot of people from my past i think that were like oh yeah i've always thought you were cute and i was like oh i didn't I didn't know that, or I knew, but under new management. All right, let's yeah. check it out. <laughs> so we, uh, <laughs> exactly. So, uh, so then, yeah, but then, um, so yes, so hit the I hit the ground running, and uh, I was like, oh, this is ah, this is easy because of comedy. So I don't know what it would be like if you you know if there was no comedy, I had to you know meet people and 
I always I always like, like wonder if that's like an option for me when I start doing like more road stuff. If like I'll just be like catching dick like if I do road shows because I perform for primarily straight audiences. Right. Right. Like, but that would be I'll let you guys know in a few years. I'll follow up with you guys. Yeah, well, let's just uh, yeah. I'll come Next open, time you're on the podcast, come open, come open for me somewhere. I'd like to witness. So. <laughs> Corey, yeah, just let me know when I can open for you. I'll travel anywhere for you, Corey. All right, that's what I said to that's what I said to Joe, and he just ignored me. And I was like, ah, damn it. He didn't <laughs> ignore. He just didn't. He didn't. I said that to Joe too, and he was like, oh, that's so good to know. Got a blast. Bye. <laughs> <laughs> Why he must have people, or he must whatever. Not he does add that to his uh, plate of having to request or uh, not like my comedy. That's option two. But uh, you were great. This is great. I'm so glad you could join us. We gotta. Uh, I'm sure you have to go back to work. It's very important, and I have I to go do. golf. And Andrew's got a thing about killing himself, and so uh, uh, follow Andrew J. Rivers on all the things. Corey Michaela's comedy on all the things, and. Richie underscore Armani and Parlor Tricks Comedy. Phenomenal. Uh, so excited to have you. We'll see you out there uh, in the clubs soon. And uh, Andrew will see you on Grindr shortly. Uh, have <laughs> a great time, everybody. Bye. Bye. Thanks for having me.